The following program is intended for mature audiences. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. It's Big Boom Radio Friday, people, so it's time once again for the Big Boom Radio podcast, Riffs and Rants, with Johnny Teflon and Michael Sean Lee. Both barrels, both sides, and a lot of good music, too. All I know is this violates every canon of respectable broadcasting. Indeed it does, my friend, indeed it does. And we'll be right back, folks, after the first gem of the day. It is that time of the year again. It is that time of year, a special time of the year when we both reflect and look ahead <laughs> to hopefully what will be an amazing 2023. God, I hope so. Welcome, Michael, to another episode Thank of you. the Rips and Rants podcast. Thank you, Johnny. It's good to be here. It's good to be here. And uh, I am very down with kissing off 2022. Right. Though I will say, you know, compared to the Two years that uh, that preceded it, twenty twenty two wasn't that bad. It was yeah. it, it was kind of an upturn, a bit of an upturn. Yeah, um, without uh, you know selling the family store on our on our part and our professional and, and and business lives. Yeah, we made strides. We had a yeah. overall a good year. Yeah, it's just the rest of the world that's going to shit around us. Yeah, not completely awful unless you're China. Right, <laughs> right. So that's why we knew based on tonight's uh, subject matter yes. that we should start it off with something uplifting. And that, of course, was a little tune by J.D. McPherson called Let the Good Times Roll off of his 2015 album by the same name. Nice. One of my current favorites. Tell me there (laughs) wasn't a modicum of snark in there. 
just a wee bit. Well, it's not snarky until they hear the rest of the show. Oh, there we go. Right okay. now, especially like the new listeners, they're like, oh, well, this, this sounds like it's going to be very uh, <laughs> soul-fulfilling. And, and Little and, do they know. Right. Now, the regulars are sitting back, wait now, honey, he's wearing a hippie, he's going to say something yeah. mean. Yeah, here it comes. <laughs> here it comes. Wait for it. Wait for it. And yes. to that end, yes, because we're, we're entitling our opening topic this evening, um... Well, year-end bugaboos. Nice. So, Michael, what? I know you've got one in the chat with oh, a bugaboo. Is uh, that yeah. is that what an is old-timey it? phrase is for that you? Old-timey? Is that what that is? It is. Bugaboos. Um, Epridge Farm remembers. It's just going to get more old-timey. Something that sticks in your craw. Gotcha. Are you familiar with that one? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a thorn in the shoe, right. so to speak. Burr in the saddle. Yes, nice. exactly. All I like right. to burn a saddle. Right. I have given a name to my pain. I am down with that. Things that just irritate you on a grand scale. <laughs> Which, of course, we have an, an endless supply of that. You know, it would seem. It would seem sometimes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Life and reality gives us much material yep. to work with. So as they say, age before beauty. All right. So why don't you uh, lead us off tonight with your year-end bugaboo? Well, you know, something, something caught my attention. And, of course, as you know, um, I've been enjoying, just, just thoroughly enjoying the downfall, the <laughs> absolute crushing downfall of Samuel Bankman Freed. You Freed? and many others. Fried. Fucked. Yeah, there yeah. we go. He is. <laughs> I love seeing that picture of him down in the Bahamas in handcuffs. Yes. I mean, this guy is such a caricature. I mean, he's, he's such a con. Mm-hmm. You know, the hair is a con. You know, the, the dumpy clothes is a con. Yep. You know, and lo and behold, he made $32 billion disappear. You just got your asses whipped by a bunch of goddamn nerds. Mm-hmm. Poof! Did a, did a Kaiser Sose gone? Yeah. Now, in case people are unfamiliar with the story, uh, what was his vehicle to which to, to swindle all these Crypto. people? Crypto. Yeah. Cryptocurrency. Oh my goodness! Did you know, Johnny, that there have been fifty-eight lawsuits filed against companies in the so-called crypto industry since 2016? I'm surprised it's that few. Yeah, no doubt. There was a huge, apparently, a huge surge in lawsuits uh, following earlier in 2022. When uh, uh, their market capitalization, doesn't that, doesn't that term just <laughs> make you suspicious? It's a red flag. Right. Market capitalization fell by $2 trillion before stabilizing. $2 trillion just poof, again, mm-hmm. Kaiser Soze, right. gone. You know, who invests in this? Who puts their money in this? Well, you said along the way there. Yeah. The magic S word, oh. which is suspicion. Okay. Okay. And most, you know, reputable investments of any kind will always have that little caveat in six point type at the end. Yeah. Results are not typical. There is always an inherent risk yeah. with investing. Yeah. For the for the for the people, as you would say, who live in caves that with don't get that, with poor Wi Fi. Poor Wi Fi. <laughs> that don't get the concept. That you need to be careful when you physically, or in this case electronically, yes. hand people you've never met millions of dollars, or let's say for, for the hundreds of, yeah. of millions of dollars. Or in some even cases average here. shows, you know, 10,000, 20,000. Yeah. Handing over your money, sight unseen, to a product or an investment that you don't understand yeah. and say, stupid. Hit us a homer, baby. Right. And then right. have the nerve, not to say that based this guy... Based in the Bahamas. Based in the Bahamas. Red flag. And not to... Look, I'm not going to hijack your, 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 your point <laughs> and say that this guy isn't lower than the, the stomach of a catfish. Yeah, that. But these people are so stupid. I know. I know. Stupid. But you know what? The thing that has just recently caught my attention about this, and it is a bit of a bugaboo, if I'm understanding that word correctly is the class action lawsuit Mm. that has been filed against the quote-unquote celebrity endorsers of this bullshit Ponzi scheme. Uh, The celebrities named, and this was actually originally three lawsuits that all got condensed down into one, Okay, but the celebrities named in this lawsuit include Tom Brady, Giselle Bündchen, David Ortiz, Naomi Osaka, Steph Curry, Larry David, Trevor Lawrence, Kevin O'Leary of Shark Tank fame, (laughs) Shaquille O'Neal, uh, Shohei Otani and the entire Golden State Warriors NBA franchise. I like the way you did the last part because it sounds like and a partridge and a pear tree, <laughs> does, which I believe though. was also named in the lawsuit. I think that might, yeah, yeah, I think that was included as well. And you know, it's funny because when this originally uh, went down, 
I had the same reaction you had when I brought it up, you know, as a potential topic. But nah, they can't do that. But in doing the research, mm -hmm. I've I've discovered that apparently endorsing something like this is not like endorsing to toothpaste or chewing gum or something along those lines. This is endorsing securities, and there may in fact be some liability for the people who got behind this, which is beyond interesting. Yeah, let's say. yeah, and it's funny because the the. You know, one of the main crux of the thing is that, you know, these so-called celebrities uh, influenced, you know, and we're not talking about the big hedge fund investors that dropped, you know, $100 million, $200 mm -hmm. million. We're talking about the individual investors. Right. You know, that dropped 30 k 50 k I read, read this story about this guy that sold his house mm -hmm. and dumped 600 k into this thinking. He'd get in, get out, make some money, buy a new house. Yeah, right. now the family's staying with grandma, mm -hmm. you know, and they're effed. They are completely effed. Right. You know, the money's gone, ain't coming back, mm -hmm. no house, oh shit. Stupid. It's risky. That's why they call it investing. To say the least. And yeah, initially, <laughs> you know, caveat emptor, let the buyer beware. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, in just, in just doing a modicum amount of research into this, it was like, who in their right mind would invest in this. Right, and something untangible, which hasn't even been around long enough to survive a full cycle of the economy. Yeah. In other words, if it started in a recession, lasts through that, goes through, you know, survives then and, and prospers in a bullish period, then goes back into a bearish period and then maybe back into recession, then you could tell me, look, it's a commodity. Yeah. You know, it, it suffers the slings and arrows of outrageous financial fortune, yeah. like everything else, like pork bellies. Yeah. You know, but this isn't the case. This thing is so damn new. More than half the people don't even understand what it is. Well, that's the thing. They broke laws that haven't been written yet. Right. You know, <laughs> but I will say they, you know, the I think it was the Justice Department, the SEC, did manage to come up with a few laws that uh, SPF. Mm -hmm. You know, how douchey is that? Everybody, yeah. SBF did, in fact, break wire fraud, mm -hmm. uh, money laundering. They got his ass. Right. You know, he's doing time, folks. And quite frankly, like you and I were talking about, can't believe somebody hasn't taken this guy out already. I mean, we're talking $32 billion that vanished courtesy of this moron. Well, let's say yet. Someone will get him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. That's only good point. If, if really to only hide where, or to help hide where this money is. Because money... It's like energy. It cannot be like really created nor destroyed. Yeah. It just moves around a lot. Yeah. So this money is somewhere. Yeah. Unless he forged the bottom line and created numbers that didn't exist. Mm -hmm. You know, they're very fond of, of, of labeling this D-bag uh, baby Madoff, right? After the Bernie Madoff <laughs> Ponzi scheme. I hear, we can hear, if you stand over Bernie Madoff's grave... <laughs> You can hear him applauding, going, right. wow, kid, that, I, I couldn't even conceive of this and, level of fraud. You know, I'm always sensitive with the Bernie Madoff thing, because as a Mets fan, you know, our ownership team at the time Ouch. was bilked out of multi-millions of dollars yeah. and probably set us back about yeah. a decade. Yeah. So when I hear that, I, again, I'm just like, I could see the average person, who, in, in full interest of this disclosure, I, I think the average person on the street is a moron. Yeah. I no, make no secret about that. Yeah. He doesn't stand for baloney. But these celebrities have financial advisors. Like, I'm sure Tom and Giselle would hopefully have a top-flight financial advisory team. You'd think. Advising them and saying, well, uh, I don't know if I'd go all in on, on mm. this. And, you know, mm. investing is one thing. Putting, like, the, the family store on the line is another. Yeah. And... Again, in the interest of full disclosure, I myself am a Bitcoin investor. Uh, yeah, I have you told me about this. Yeah. Some people might consider a lot of shares um, in uh, a Bitcoin called Shiba Inu, which perennially is just you know fractions of a percent of a cent. You know, you invested in something called Shiba Inu, like the little dog. It was cute, right? Yeah, so I just jumped on it <laughs> and got myself. I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of shares, but like I said, it was. Beyond cheap to buy, it right. amounts to nothing, right. and it's just there so I could say I did it, you sure. know. Yeah. But by the same token, you if don't I strike me as somebody who suffers from FOMO, though, you know, what's FOMO? Fear of missing out. <laughs> that's yeah, funny. That's a, that's a, yeah, that's a new thing. It's a uh, how non-boomer of you to even know what that is. Yeah, I know, I know. It just sounded so stupid. I had to look into it. Yeah, you but, you, but you're right, and. Um, 
I've always been of, of the opinion that, you know, during the worst of times financially, that, that's when millionaires and empires are made. Right. And you know, nobody gets rich while everybody else is getting rich. Buy on the dip. You, yeah, and you got to know where to hunt and peck and, 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 you know, take your shot. But, again, how could all these people have been so stupid? I mean, and, 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 and in terms of gallows humor... The commercial that this company aired on the Super Bowl yeah. with Larry David. Yeah. Ah, something. And everybody was, oh, it's so over the top and funny because it's so amazing. And yet yeah. people are suspicious. Yeah. Honey, look at this commercial. All these people are stupid because they're suspicious of yeah. this Bitcoin. Look at it now. That's the ironic twist is in the commercial, Larry David was not endorsing investing right. in it. And yet he's caught up in this trap as well. And the bugaboo in what is poti- potentially a game changer is, you know, you and I... Again, we're talking about this pre-show. You know, you can't hold celebrities responsible mm-hmm. for things they endorsed and they got paid for and blah, blah, blah. Well, apparently one of the catches on this is did they disclose that they were being compensated for the endorsement? Apparently there's some illegality about oh, this. Oh, that is correct. And, yes. and the conclusion that both you and I came to is that if these people were in fact held responsible um, for misleading people, not doing their due diligence, their research, mm-hmm. even though it was like lambs led to the slaughter, obviously, that this is going to change the whole concept of celebrity endorsements. Right. And actually, since you bring that up, um, when I'm watching Fox, imagine that, <laughs> there's a lot of commercials uh, for these you know, aging celebrities peddling gold right, okay, right. and reverse mortgages. And to harken right back to the point you just made, yeah. and every one of them, there's in little tiny white type along the bottom, such and such is a paid endorser right. of, of this product. They always make that clear. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, I, I would like to think, and I've always thought that, if, if a celebrity endorses something, yeah. secretly, they, they probably don't use it. You know, I mean... Given some of the just lame, ridiculous shit that people endorse. Yeah. yeah like Tom know. Brady. I mean, he's never been really cool with the things he's endorsed, a la Ugg Boots for men. Yeah. Stetson Cologne, the stuff you get at Kmart. Uh. <laughs> Uh, Tom, Tom. Yeah, so I, I, I doubt Tom either wears Uggs or wears Stetson cologne. But again, I don't care. Right. Because I'm not the type of person to buy something simply because there's a celebrity face on it. And I'm not inclined to take financial advice from a professional right. athlete. Exactly. That's not what they do. Yep. You know? But yeah, you know, was it disclosed? Did that, did that little... You know, type what two point type or whatever mm-hmm. was that on the commercials? Personally, I don't recommend. I don't remember. I should say seeing it. But then again, I wasn't paying too close attention to crypto because it always struck me as a bullshit Ponzi scheme. Right. You know? And it's even the Enron guys are hanging back, going, "Wow, <laughs> that's messed up." Damn. <laughs> you know. So yeah, my my bugaboo is is kind of like the back and forth about are these people responsible? Initially, I had the same reaction. You know, my thought was, no, it's celebrity endorsement. Who takes this seriously, really? But now I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe it would be cool to hang this on them and, 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 and see that game It would change changer. the game forever. Yeah, and maybe, maybe celebrities might think twice about endorsing bullshit products. Yep. You and know? maybe bring the Hollywood elite down just a notch or two. <laughs> you know? Well, I don't consider these people that got named the Hollywood elite. These are, you know, mostly professional athletes and... A franchise, an NBA franchise, yeah. but at the same time, yeah, shot across the bow to those folks in Hollywood. Well, I think the only thing they all have in common is that they're Democrats, but I could be wrong. <laughs> Message. Just Interesting observation, John. Just D. saying. <laughs> so I'm sure I'm not the only one with a year-end bugaboo. Uh, oh, of course. My partner in crime. What uh, What's the burr in your saddle today? Well. Got to be careful how we state this one, because oh, I wouldn't want to okay. offend anybody. Oh, that would be a first. So here's, here's the, uh, the caveat. Um, I don't care. <laughs> this is the thing that's bothering me, and I'm going to talk about it. If you're overly sensitive, well, turn us off now. There you go. Because there's a growing movement on yes. both coasts now of this country, among large blue cities, right. to institute a serious conversation, which have already been started, yeah. and commissions already formed, about dealing with reparations right. for the families of former slaves. Okay. Okay. Now, in a nutshell, this is how we're going to do this. We're going to like look at it right up close, and then we're going to zoom out. Okay. So looking at it right up close, there's been uh, two other instances in this country over the years where we've granted reparations, right. justifiably so. One was for um, the 
families that were interned in the uh, camps in California of Japanese descent or even any Asian descent right. during World War II. Okay. They received uh, $20,000 per family and along with some other stipends and kind of an ongoing give back to the American Indians, uh, and whether it be tracts of land, um, governmental supplements like in the millions, right. giving them full autonomy to engage in the casinos and, and you know, all of those things, yeah. which, again, totally justified. And more so, which is the, really the, the, the crux of my, of my discontent, let's say, okay. is that as noble an idea as it is to grant reparations for these families related to slaves, it is yeah. a, on a capital level, a noble American ideal. The problem is, A, there's no way record-keeping can be that accurate, and B... Where's the money going to come from if these reparations are even to have a monetary format? Right, okay. Right. And then lastly, how do you decide who gets what based on 2023 dollars to yeah. 17 and 1800s dollars? Right. Okay. Right. So I'm seeing this as nothing more than a vote grabbing device. And even though I'm not of color, this insults the shit out of me <laughs> because obviously, and this has come up many, many times over the years, it's not doable. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! Right. All right? And right. that's what irritates me because on the left coast in California, Gavin Newsom, current governor, ne'er-do-well, man of perfect hair... <laughs> Also known as the snake. It's kind of funky, that hair, isn't it? It's, He's just yeah. a snake, dude. It's a reptilian hair. Mm. I mean, this guy is so low, he even tried to undercut Joe Biden by having his little news conference at I, the wall. I heard about that. I mean, talk yeah. about feeding on your own. And I'm no fan of our president. However, I thought that was just that was just dirty pool yeah. right there. Yeah. But yeah, so this is what Gavin's all about. And this is the same Gavin Newsom that wanted to put, uh, as, as a possible solution to the homeless issues in L.A., to put these people up in, at the time, due to COVID, vacant hotels, right. up to and including the Waldorf Astoria there, yeah. which had already been partitioned out and sold in units to people and been used as condominiums. Right. So he wanted to then put the homeless people right across the hallway, literally, from these people who had paid God knows what kind of exorbitant sum yeah. to live there. Yeah. So that's stupid idea number one. But now <laughs> it's gaining traction on the East Coast, courtesy of uh, current New York Mayor Eric Adams. Okay. And saying, well, I, th I think it's an excellent idea. And he's more of the camp that says, oh, not just verified descendants of former slaves, right. but all African Americans in general. How about new, you crazy bastard? Yeah. That's okay. where it really goes off the rails. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'll be the first person to say that, and, you know, speaking from the liberal camp, mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of times, a lot of these solutions to problems that, that my side come up with, they sound real good. And they're completely and totally lacking in any sense of reality yeah. or practicality, <laughs> you know, or, or, you know, the potential for implementation, mm -hmm. which unfortunately does seem to indicate that it's all about blowing smoke up the public's ass and getting votes. Yes. And it's, it's, you know, the lack of practicality in particular, you know, it's, it's kind of like a knee-jerk re emotional reaction. You know, who would object to this? You know, right. of course we need to, you know, compensate these people. Sure. But then you get down to the reality of the thing and you get down to the right. facts of the thing. And it's, uh, I don't want to go so far as to say impossible, but I will say highly unlikely. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's, there's a number of different hurdles that I haven't heard an explanation for how we're going to get over them yet. Like, mm -hmm. the first and most obvious one is nobody alive today in the United States has owned a slave or has been a slave. Right. You know? And one of the things that you and I were talking about, again, pre-show, is that a number of things have been done, and very justifiably so, to help um, people, you know, in this minority group mm -hmm. get ahead. And heretofore, these things haven't worked real well. Right. Because it, we haven't got the results that, that we've wanted. Mm -hmm. um, so instead of throwing another potentially Billions. bullshit, yeah, yeah <laughs> problem with this, or just throwing money at it, which mm -hmm. 
you know, we've seen what happened. We saw what happened when we do that during COVID and all the fraud right. that went, in, went on with that. It's like, why don't we analyze why what we've done so far hasn't worked? Mm -hmm. So we don't keep making mistakes over and over right. and over. And just to make my opinion even more unpopular, you know, <laughs> right along the lines of what you're saying, you know, you can't, you know, there's a reason the Republicans, okay, in, in many instances have been against continuing benefits for those people suffering from a myriad of catastrophic illnesses from their efforts volunteering at ground zero after 9-11. Right. right. It's not because they're, they're hard of heart and because they don't want to see these people get what, what's coming to them. Yeah. It's the sheer logistics because, unfortunately, this is the world we live in where for every legitimate person that you're trying to help, there's these bottom feeders that will inevitably come up and... You know, before you know it, you're knee-deep in fraud and fakes and people trying to twist the system to their own, you know, guilty end. So what starts out as a very altruistic, all-American thing that you, that's like common sense. Of course, we've got to help these people. Here's my one F-bomb on the show. It gets fucked up, okay, yeah. by the bottom feeders. And we've seen that happen, as you very astutely pointed out, with all of these pandemic funds. There's millions and millions of government-funded relief missing. Yeah. That they don't even know where it is. For. Right? Yeah, that's a disturbing thing. And all the experts thing. that say that are on these, these um, um, you know, panels consisting of both Democrats and Republicans and, and, and independents, yeah. these people from all walks of life and, and, and you know, allegiances are saying <laughs> the money it would take to pull this off is, is, is astronomical. Yeah. And the real debate then falls into... Where is it going to come from? Well, where does money always come from? It comes from the middle class and taxes. Right. Okay. Right. So good luck with that, number one. <laughs> and then number two, being a fan of small government like I am, yeah. there are times, and this even harkens back to your, your opening piece with the crypto, this is why government needs to get involved. And in many instances, legitimate government branches need to be created to deal with this, because otherwise, you can't leave people to their own devices. Yeah. You know, because the, the people that mean to do well with all this stuff are going to get overwhelmed by the, 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 the snakes and the shitheads out there. Yeah. It's, it's going to happen. Yeah. Sorry to be so bleak, but again, I'm not telling anybody anything they don't know. We've seen no. this happen time and time and time again. No, and there's, there's a, an element of fear, um, you know, violating political correctness, woke ideology and whatnot by asking these questions. Yeah. You know, and I'll be the first person to say I'm not buying into everything being racist, which seems to be the... It's the easiest part to of play. ...of the progressives yeah. these days. And it, it automatically puts people on the defensive, and it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah, there's... Something could be done, should be done, but... I don't know. Maybe we think this one through first, right? Before we do something else that doesn't work and costs us a shit ton of money. I agree, and and more discord in this country. And on that note, yeah. you know, my final blurb on it is that's what gets me the most. All this is going to do is create more discord. Just like I am ashamed and embarrassed by my conservative party leaders that they felt it was so important to stir up the abortion debate again, yeah. divide us further, and then they're even trying to tack on, you know, although it's, depending who you ask, some element out there is looking at getting rid of gay marriage or making it more difficult. And it's like, you know what? These are things that the majority of the population wants. So how about you do your job, you listen to your constituents and not your own agenda, okay? Yeah. Yeah. And leave this shit alone. And to that end, I would say the same thing to the mostly, by and large, Democrats that are promoting this reparations project. How dare you? Like, things aren't rough enough right now for you to go and, and stir this shit up in the hope of getting these knee-jerk votes. Yeah. Well, the, one of the big problems we're dealing with right now in this particular era is we live in a time of overcorrection. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we take situations that are wrong and that should be uh, addressed, and mm -hmm. we overcorrect and F it all up. Right. You know, I think that happened with um, hashtag me too. Mm -hmm. I think, unfortunately, that did happen with the BLM movement. I think it's happening right now with the whole trans thing. Yep. You know, I forget who said it, but he was a statesman like, dude, I uh, said the government is great at two things, underreacting and overreacting. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, and I mean, God forbid 
And I think we should put this on a T-shirt because I think we make a lot of money. All right, we can uh, do merch. Think it through. Yeah, think it through. Yeah, you know. And any one For of these once? people. <laughs> I mean, I I welcome anybody to next time they come up with one of these just brainiac ideas. Bring some facts and figures and maybe a tentative solution with you, okay? Because just like you or I, if we ever go to, you know, those shadowy figures we work for <laughs> with an idea, okay, what's the first thing they're going to say to you? Well, how are we going to accomplish this? Yeah. You don't throw the idea out and then wait for somebody to say from the press pool, and how are we going to do this? Oh, I don't know, but we're going to form some committees and try and figure it out. How about no, okay? How about you come up with the solution first yeah. and then unveil it? And if you got to tweak it for whatever reason, then you tweak it. But how about we start out with a plan instead of just a, like an out loud mental fart that's going to get everybody <laughs> running at each other's throats, you know? Not a real good track record. That's what department. I would like to see in 2023. There we go. A little aspiration, a little, uh, little goal setting here on the eve of this new year. Woof. All right, it's time to break out of this opening segment. Hells to the yeah on that. And it's not even the tip of the iceberg, folks. <laughs> not even the tip. Those are my two bugaboos. Yeah. So, Michael, what do we got for our middle gem today? I think this is the most appropriate call. I think uh, I think it was a, a, a bit of a stroke of an enlightenment that we uh, we we pulled this one out of the ether and <laughs> and mutually agreed upon it. Uh, and it is a hope and prayer for 2023. This is the Who classic. Won't get fooled again. And you know, I would, you would never get any pushback from me to play a Who song. This is true. Easily my second favorite band. Nice. Uh, so yeah, enjoy this one, folks, because it's very telling. Most definitely harkens back to what Michael was saying earlier tonight. <laughs> and we'll be back in a couple minutes with some things and stuff. <laughs>
still get the shivers when I hear that. Such that a just, rocket tune. Yeah. You know, they, Pete nailed it when he wrote that one. He just nailed it. Yep. You know? Um, as I'm sure everybody knows, that was the Who doing Won't Get Fooled Again. Uh, that song was released as a single in June of 1971. The full eight and a half minute synthesizer version uh, eventually appeared as the first track on their masterpiece 1971 album, Who's Next? Mm-hmm. And uh, because of the nature of the song, the Who frequently ended their shows with the song. That right. was their set closer. And because of this, it ended up being the last uh, song that the legendary Who drummer and absolute madcap Keith Moon played live with the band. Isn't that something? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So another reason to dig that tune. Yeah. You know? Milestone stuff. Yep. Good call. Good yes. call, Michael. All right. Thank you. Thank you, John. Well, now we head into the subtopic of the program. Fun time. Yes. And this one, based on the time of year that it is, we felt it was apropos to kind of, in our own way, recognize those special individuals that make the world a kick in the teeth. And we do mean special. Right. So by that, we also mean we're giving out resolutions, because we can't trust them to run their own lives. We're giving out resolutions (laughs) for unlikable people. Yes. Yay. Yes. You don't need to do this yourself. We'll do it for you. We will. (laughs) Because we know these things. So, uh, would you like me to go first? Uh, Please. All right. Coming in at my number three, yes. you know, there's so many deserving people that need <laughs> my brand of life advice. Oh, man. I know narrowing it down was really difficult so on this one. So it? tough. Yeah. So right off the bat, here's a, a fun little guy that's been in the news lately. All right. Name of Sam Brinton. Okay. You might know him as the bald-headed, lip-gloss-wearing, Fu Manchu-having, sheer half-shirt Wearing, oh my god, boy lovers, Biden administration official. I knew that was coming, yes. Um, <laughs> in our, uh, I believe it's our energy department whose, whose primary uh job is to deal with the disposal of nuclear waste. Okay, okay, well, all that's fine and good, but it seems Mr. Brinton has a as a pastime, yes. Um, He's a luggage thief at airports. Oh, dear. And he's God. been caught on multiple cameras at multiple airports uh, going up to the carousel and picking himself out an expensive Louis Vuitton bag and, and things of that nature. Nice. Then lying to the officials as they call him at home. Mm. And then he calls them back. He's like, well, I, I did take the bag, but there was nothing in it. I don't know where their belongings are. This uh-huh. man is diseased. He is diseased. And, of course, now he is no longer with the administration, but I can't get a straight answer whether he quit, <laughs> he got fired, has he been melted into a candle? I'm we don't sure know. You, you made some calls, too. I'm sure you did. Uh, I got my whole team on it. Nice. My whole team. Nice. Um, so for Mr. Sam Britton, um, yes. luggage thief uh, aficionado, okay. uh, <laughs> he apparently got his job due to uh, wokeness and not apparently background checks. Yeah. I feel his resolution should be to pack his sheer tank tops and lip gloss in a carry-on and he could, if need be, touch base uh, on the do's and don'ts of luggage with Brittany Kreiner. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Damn! <laughs> Just let wow. that one breathe. Just let that one breathe. Well, there was a moment there. Wow, all right. There was a moment. All right, yeah. <laughs> you folks missed it, but I actually got Mike to do a double take on that. All right. All right, over to you, sir. Well, as long as we're picking on the mentally ill tonight... <laughs> I'm going to go after the big fish. Okay. Uh, to uh, uh, a guy that is known as Yi, which is first warning. Uh, I am, of course, talking about Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Kanye Yi West. Uh, one thing, very simple thing. Go back on your meds. <laughs> go back on your meds. All right, from what I understand, I'm not a fan, but from what I understand, this guy is extremely talented. Uh, people have thrown the word genius around. Because I'm a genius. But... You know, these, these anti-Semitic rants, this Hitler shit, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, watching a man destroy himself in public. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously mentally ill. Where are his handlers? One more time, get back on your meds. Yeah. <sighs> My only defense of, of him, okay. if, if he's even defensible, right. is, you know, you'd lose your mind, too, if your ex started... Banging Pete Davidson? Yeah. Thank you for laying out the way. Yeah, that would that would mess me up pretty pretty severely. I mean, that's a, that's an awkward situation right off the bat. But yeah. it's just like talk about a reason for getting back on your meds. Seriously, yeah, seriously. And and again, yeah, you're right. They they label him musical genius to this day. I don't know why. 
I, I, I just don't the, get the, it. The anti-Semitic shit is, is crazy. It's insane. It's bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's been done. You know, I mean... And for him, at least, he kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, what's, what's your point? Yeah. Like I said, watching somebody lose their mind and destroy themselves in public. Yeah. You Imagine know? being a fly in a wall and, like, witnessing, uh, a, a, let's say, a, a dinner party with, with him, Antonio Brown, um, Kyrie Irving. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all these, these, these African-American oh, they, sports they, and entertainment these figures that... These psychos that he comes out of the woodwork right. with. Right. You and know? all of a sudden, the Jew is, is, who's is back the, who's to the Who's the ultimate idiot devil. that he had dinner with at Trump's place that... Oh, uh, oh, the name is Case, but yes, yeah, that, that guy, guy. who that denies guy. the Holocaust. Yeah. Right. It's like, really? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Again. And, 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 and Trump's <laughs> defense to that was that, well, they avoided that topic. Really? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Talk about the big, big flaming red <laughs> elephant in the corner of the room. Whoa. I just don't get it. Yeah. But yeah, that's give me, a nice give way me to a start. number two, Johnny. Give me All a number right. two. Well, number two. Yes. Uh, wow. Where do we start with this cat? Um, merchant of death and poster child for you shouldn't order. Who? Mr. Victor Boot. Happy time. Or Bout. Yeah. Um, Inspired a very good movie, though, I must say. Yeah, well, there's that. Yeah. And, uh, of course, everybody knows he is the uh, the arms dealer we trade the aforementioned Brittany Griner for. Yeah. Um, the very but, definition of bad guy. Bad guy. But I would say this. I think our, our conception of arms dealer yeah. is very um, 80s action movie-esque. It's a very easy label for the news media to throw around. Yes. You know, ignoring the big picture. What idiot put you in charge? Scenario. He's one guy. I mean, countries, whole countries deal weapons and... and uh, I believe last time I checked, the U.S. is the biggest arms dealer in the world. Right. So, yeah, it's easy to demonize and whatnot. But, yeah, he's a bad dude. He's yeah. a bad dude. So, I mean, and, and on that note, I'm going to say, you know, a little, little life advice for him. Yeah. You know, if you're seriously, Victor, going to get back in the game, try and capture some of that magic again, Yeah. Um, I hear there's a huge $7 billion scratch and dent sale over in Afghanistan. <laughs> Speaking of U.S. equipment, check it out. Yeah, it, it's mostly U.S. equipment, but... Uh, I understand there are also many discarded items by ISIS, okay. uh, such as deodorant, Nambla newsletters, and oh, K-pop CDs. There you go. Because I hate them, too. Yes. And, and they have <laughs> questionable taste in music, I must say. Boy lovers. But that one song is very catchy. I don't know the name of it, but it goes, I know that that's, one. That's a, I know, that's I know a jam that, that yeah, pops. Yeah, yeah. It is. It yeah. is. It is. It is, it is only could be done by uh, K-pop. Yeah. So, yes. so be careful, Mr. Victor Boot. Bout. Ooh, bout. Is it Boot or Bout? Boot sounds Canadian. It kind of does. And even yeah. they're not like upstate Wisconsin, yeah. kind of sort of. Yeah. 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 So good luck to him with whatever it is he he does now. Nice. <laughs> what do you got, sir? Number two. Uh, my number two. There's a, there's a special circle in hell, just reserved. There's a seat there waiting for this guy. <laughs> you know, he's one of those people that like when he dies, boom. You know, express ticket, done, gone. Sure. Does he have um, a little box that lights up like when you're at the steakhouse and your table's likely. ready? Okay. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> I am, of course, talking about Alex Jones of InfoWars. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, as, as I'm sure everybody's aware, he now owes uh, the Sandy Hook family somewhere in the neighborhood of $965 million, mm-hmm. you know, because he took probably the worst... Uh, type of misery that any person could possibly suffer in the brutal and violent death of your child, and he made it worse. Yep. He made it worse. Yep. So, hey, Alex, here's a, here's a tip for you, buddy. Grow a pair and own it. Yeah. Own it. Well, he knock can't afford off. a pair anymore. Well, <laughs> knock it off with the bankruptcy bullshit. <laughs> Stop trying to hide the money. You got busted. You got caught. You know, like I said, you express ticket to hell anyway, pal. You know, Satan's just waiting to... Hang out with you. Yeah. So fork it over and shut the fuck up. Whoops, sorry. I know. I know. Sorry about that. <laughs> so much for the family-friendly portion of the program. Oh, there we go. Oh, are we on to our number one. We're on to our number one. This nice. is the elimination round where we get really vicious. Yes. My number one, and, and there were so many eligible people. I was almost going to give uh, like, like a repeat to Megan Rapinoe, because <laughs> everyone knows I'm a huge fan of her. Oh, um, yeah. There's just so many across the board. Okay. Um, I was even considering Will Smith for his his pandering of, well, how about my comeback role be that of an escaped slave? Because nobody can hate an escaped slave. Funny timing on that. You, you big dummy. Funny snake timing on that. Yeah. 
But anyway. no, I forewent all of that probably because I always have you, uh, you know, chirping in my ear about <laughs> certain Bitcoin people. Right. I'm gonna go uh, for my last resolution. I'm gonna gift it to Miss Caroline Ellison. Okay. The uh, the muse, if you will, yes. to uh, FTX bigwig Sam Blankman Freed Fried Fried Fee Five Fofum F. Um, and I have several little nuggets of advice for her. Yeah. Um, get a makeover. Found me beautiful one. Honey, you got real ugly. Number one. Okay. Uh, take some public speaking classes. Yeah. Number two. Yeah. 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 Uh, and basically, look, I mean, and I hate to be that person being mean on, on somebody's appearance or, or capabilities or lack of capabilities, but. Ugly motherfucker. If she was born in Sparta, they would have thrown her off a cliff. You think? Yes. Okay. Um, but my resolution <laughs> should be for her to please roll over on Sam much faster than usual <laughs> nice. because you're yes. going to get thrown in jail and get ragdolled by the captain of the women's softball team Ooh. faster than you can say Bitcoin. Ooh. Ugly motherfucker. Do yourself a favor, honey. Like your mom should have told you like years ago, you ain't going to get by in your looks, so you better be well-spoken. <laughs> Ugly motherfucker. Ouch. Damn and, and double damn. Damn. Wow. And that's it. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Well, I'm going to be a little indulgent with my with my number one, and I will make it quick because I know we're short on time. All right. Uh, I have a tie. I have a tie here. Oh, and it's it's kind of funny because both of these guys specializes specialize in wrecking people's lives. Um, going off of your number your number one there, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Samuel Bankman, Freed Fried. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my advice to you, pal, your New Year's resolution, go to every single individual investor you defrauded and apologize in person for what you did. You like speaking to us, obviously. Mm. Well, here's a good one for you. Bring a camera crew, and if one of these investors decides to kill you, <laughs> tough shit. <laughs> and my co-number one, and talk about the low-hanging fruit on this one. Yes, I'm talking about Putin. Yes. For every Ukrainian man, woman, and child that you were responsible for killing, and for every one of your own troops that this folly of an invasion caused the death of, here's my New Year's resolution for you, pal. Kill yourself. Polonium time, baby. Bang. (laughs) Put it on your own doorknob and touch it. There you go. Ah, I feel better now. See, wasn't that easy? It was. It kind of was. Look, we live in a world where there's so many unlikable cusses. And uh, yeah, I don't know whether they just do it because they like to or not, but they just make horrible decisions. I'm not confident that they will make good resolutions, so I'm glad we're here to help them out on that. Right, and it's it's fun for us. It makes me think, maybe I missed my calling. Maybe I should be a life coach. You know, there there may be something to There's that, something Johnny. To there that might there. be, you know, there could be. It's not too late in life to, you know, change gears and This is true. Yeah. You know, moonlight, do it on the side, you know. Save a few souls along the way. Yep. I saw nice. a news report where so many companies are hiring for really? just every yeah, everything. Yeah. Except for, you know, retail stores, restaurants, banks, uh, stadiums, airlines, uh, trains. I hear Twitter's not hiring anymore either. I hear that. No, they're they're, they're relaxing their standards <laughs> right now. Same thing with Amazon. No yeah. more tech department. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And that brings us to yet another magical gem. Ah, <sighs> yes. Yes. And where are we going with this one, sir? Uh, a little bit out of left field on this one, but I think it's most appropriate uh, when people listen to the song, do what uh, I do frequently, and listen to the lyrics. is very very appropriate for our. Our, uh, our topic for today. Uh, this is a band called Days of the New, and this is a song called The Downtown. Sounds good, sounds good. So check it out, folks, and we'll be back in a couple minutes with a wrap-up. So stay tuned.
was always funny They think they are smart Tell what they say Scared of a change existing Enjoyed that. It's a good tune. And when you suggested it, uh, I was thinking of another um, tune by Days of New, but I just love the concept that, yeah, here's somebody we haven't played yet. Touch, Peel, and Stand. And that's yeah. probably what you were thinking of. Yep. But yeah, yeah. That, uh, that, of course, was the downtown from the uh, 1997 uh, debut album, Days of the New. Uh, the band was put together by Travis Meeks, vocalist Travis Meeks in 1995, as an acoustic solo project, and uh, proceeded to do their uh, first three albums with three different versions of the band. Hmm. Uh, needless to say, the band history was marred by turbulence and instability. Uh, Travis was a bit of a nutcase. But I got to say, if you've ever seen, and I think it was the VH1 Storytellers uh, episode with The Doors, mm -hmm. this kid had the balls to take on uh, the epic Doors tune, The End. Hmm. And he absolutely killed it. Absolutely killed it. Interesting. So regardless of, of you know, what transpired with Days of the New after mm -hmm. their debut album, you know, like I said, that kid had some cojones on him. And Is that on one of their albums? Did they record that? I don't know if it was ever recorded. I I'll wish it was. I wish it was. But, uh, but, yeah, Days of the New's debut album was an unqualified success, and as you've heard me say many times, uh, a one-hit wonder is one hit more than 99.9% .9 of all the other bands out there accomplished. Yep. So that is uh, props to Travis Meeks, props to the boys from Days mm. of the New. Yeah, and again, good call. And, uh, you know, like I was going to say there, folks, don't forget, this is why we billboard 
all these songs for you. Indeed. So we want you to like share and, and you know maybe learn something new or start listening to somebody new. Uh, if you ever wondered why we do that, you know, it's also part and parcel because we want these bands to get credit. So yep. the way we view it, not only do all the gems we always pick have something to do with the subject matter, but more often than not, they're older or more classic rock songs, and we just want to you know, educate the masses and pass this this on. It's like Indeed. a mini history lesson in some yeah, cases. Yeah, yeah. We want to share with you the right. things that we enjoy about the music. That's right. And of yes. course, even though we should probably always say it but never do, of course, we don't own the music, the lyrics, the sound, the nothing, nothing, nothing. It's all them. There. There yes. you have it. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so what's going on in Big Boom Radio this week, John? So much stuff. We're just happy to get through another year. Hell yeah. And this year, like I said, uh, um, on a professional level, especially for the radio station and the podcast, yeah, um, made leaps and strides. We moved ahead. We fine tuned a lot of things. It's getting better all the time. Indeed, the uh, you know this year the podcast uh, we're right now knocking on the door of fourteen thousand downloads. We found a bit of an audience, bit of an audience. And on that note, um, the episode we did last week, our default Christmas episode, <laughs> yes. has and I'm not going to bore people with numbers, but right. it was the largest listening spike out of the 133 episodes we had done prior. So we're glad you like it, folks. Yes, thank you very much for that. Simple as that. That was Spike in the best sense of the word. And uh, and yeah, as always, you know, as we come up at the end of the year, we want to definitely acknowledge our audience. We thank you people for being out there. and we hope to continue to uh, to entertain you in 2023. Yeah, or at least try. We're going to give it a shot. Because most people, especially if there are kind of sarcastic people, would say, <laughs> why are you all going to start now? I know. Here we are now. Indeed. Entertain us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So on that note, we are going to do, which we've done several times lately, but don't get used to it. Mm. We're going to wrap up our show. We're going to do what they call like a, like a fade-out gem. Most appropriate. Most appropriate. We're not going to say what it is because most of all, you're going to know it. But we think it's appropriate because as snarky as we were tonight and how we often look at things through really just dark crimson lenses. Yes, <laughs> yes. Gallo's humor is our yes, forte. that yes. is our forte. Yes. But we want to remind everybody, look, it's a new chance. It's a new beginning. It's yep. a new year. Yep. Make the most of it. Absolutely. Be a better version of yourself than you were last year mm-hmm. and we'll all do just fine. So, as always, for the Riffs and Rants podcast, I am Johnny Teflon. And I'm Michael Sean Lee. And we'll see you all in 2023. Some things in life are bad. They can really make you mad. Other things just make you swear and curse. When you're chewing on life's gristle, that grumble, give a whistle. And this'll help things turn out for the best And Always look on the bright side of life Always look on the light side of life If life seems jolly rotten There's something you've forgotten And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing when you're feeling in the dumps, don't be silly chumps. Just purse your lips and whistle, that's the thing. Ain't always look on the bright side of life. Come on. Always look on the bright side of life. For life is quite absurd, and death's the final word. You must always face the curtain with a bow. Forget about your scene, give the audience a grin. Enjoy it, it's your last chance anyhow. So always look on the bright side of death. Just before you draw your terminal breath. Life's a piece of shit. When you look at it, life's a laugh and death's a joke, it's true. You'll see it's all a show, keep them laughing as you go. Just remember that the last laugh is on you. And always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the right side of life. 
will come from nothing, you know what I say? Cheer up, you old bugger. Come on, give us a quiz. There you are. See? In the film. Incidentally, this record's available in the foyer. Some of us might live as well, you know. Bernie, I said, they'll never make that money back. Oh.